0: Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
1: continues on the fan with me Keith McPherson you've got me until 850 taking you up to Brooklyn Nets radio as the Brooklyn Nets try to stop losing they try to avoid their fifth loss in a row I really don't care about that but it'll be on later we're gonna talk about you guessed it the Giants and the Eagles but let's sprinkle in the rest of the games I'll give you my picks I'll give you my final takes, my final thoughts. I mean, I've been all over the place with my bets, but I'll give you some parlays. I'll give you my prop bets. I'm not telling you to bet. Actually, I encourage you not to bet. Keep your money because nobody knows. No one knows. None of us know what's about to happen the next two days. But before my show is over, we will be 24 hours away from kickoff down in Philadelphia. And I don't care who's in there. Will Smith, Kevin Hart, Bradley Cooper, Michael Rubin, Meek Mill. I don't don't care about any of that. I care about the football that's going to be played. And all week we talked about the football that's going to be played. And I still haven't gotten off the fact that I think this is a more even game than the spread would tell you, than analysts want to tell you, than Eagles fans definitely want to tell you. They're very confident, but that's their way, right? Some of it is legit arrogance. Some of it is just legit ignorance. They don't want to believe that the Giants can play with them. They don't want to believe that they can lose after a bye week as the one seed. Not this year, right? Not this year. They had a team that everybody said right away was going to have the MVP and make it to the Super Bowl. But so many things have changed since the beginning of the season. It's a new season. It's the playoffs. And the Giants played last week. And the Eagles did not. And I've been talking all week about them coming off the couch cold. They have to score early. This game can get away from them if they don't score early and keep a lead. I've been talking all week about taking their fans out of the game. That's a real thing. We've been talking all week on the fan about our fans going down there from New York to Philly. And like being safe and being careful. Whatever. I've been telling everybody go. Don't be afraid of anybody. If you want to go see the game, go see the game. And we'll talk about that a little bit later with like the fact that it's 2023 and uh, you know all this talk about fighting at the game and stories and what people are trying to do. Don't be afraid. Go. Wear your jersey and go have fun. It's a public place. It's not a random street corner in Philadelphia. And uh, it's going to be a street fight. And I think it might be a low-scoring game. I think there's just going to be this weird anxiety in this game, right? You've got the New York football giants who are... Living on a prayer. It was all a dream. And they have nothing to lose. They're loose. They're confident. They're feeling good about themselves. They were forged through fire. They are ahead of schedule. They are ready to shock the world because in their history, in their DNA, that's what they do. And on the Eagles' side... We've seen the Eagles fall flat on their face before. We've seen the Eagles come up short. And the only time that the Eagles actually won the Super Bowl was when they were underdogs, when they were able to sneak up on people with Nick Foles. That's not the case now. Jalen Hurd said there's there's always a bounty on him. Yeah, you're the hunted. You're the one seed. You've got all the talent. That's all we hear about is all the talent at every position. Well, the talent has to show up. Some of their guys are banged up. Lane Johnson's got a groin injury. How's that going to work for a guy that's got to kick back and move laterally in pass protection against Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojalari? O- o- like, I think it's a better matchup. We've talked all week about the players, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and just the fact that in the prior matchups, throw them out of the window. They don't matter. In the prior matchups, the Giants weren't at full strength. And when I kept going back to look at the Eagles games and the wins that they had, yeah, it's the NFL. It's hard to win a game every Sunday. But they didn't really have that many impressive wins. They didn't really have that many dominating wins. They didn't really have that many wins that made you think they're a juggernaut. But there's always so much hype. And when you know the names, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, Miles Sanders, Darius Slay, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You can list off all the guys, even the guys that they don't really Depend on that much are big-name guys. And Dominican Sue, Robert Quinn, Fletcher Cox, and Graham, and everybody else on their team. It doesn't matter about the names on the back of the jerseys. These guys are playing for two cities. They're playing for New York versus Philadelphia. And last night I was saying there's a ton of New Yorkers. And you can expect a ton of Giants fans to show up with no fear. If you survive in New York, you can survive in Little Philly. Philly is full of South Jersey people that want to be from Philly and suburban Pennsylvania people that pretend they grew up in Philly. I can't wait for this game. I can't wait to just see it play out. Now, obviously, there's a reality check that everybody needs to have. If the Eagles are on their P's and Q's, if the Eagles actually are rested from this bye week and ready to go, they shouldn't lose this game. It's their game to lose. They shouldn't lose to the Giants at home coming off rest with a number one seed. But like I said in my open a couple minutes ago, anything can happen, nobody knows. So we'll talk about it. We'll take bets on it. And, uh, you know, the game before that is Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes. And in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes is ready, and he's still thinking about last year, and he's still feeling that loss that they took on their own field to the Bengals, and they want to get that rematch. And I just keep going back to the way that the Jaguars started that first game last week on their own field. Yes, Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions, but they just looked outmatched, overmatched. They just looked like they were not ready for the moment. I don't think that Doug Peterson is just going to magically get this team ready for the moment. They're, They're similar to the Giants as far as like they had to fight to get in the playoffs and no one's expecting them to really make a run. They won the first week. Can they do it again? I don't think they're knocking off Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the three-headed monster in the running back that they have, and a bunch of different receivers that Patrick Mahomes gets the ball to. Andy Reid does this. This is Andy Reid has had a few Eagles teams that had that first-round bye. so he's going to have these guys ready, and I just don't see Doug Peterson and this young Jaguar squad Being able to go into Arrowhead where their quarterback said, oh, I don't expect it to be any louder than it was Saturday in our stadium. Yeah, okay. Until you get there and it's playoffs and those fans are going nuts. And I already spoke about the rematch of the AFC Championship. Give me that rematch. I want that rematch between two of the best quarterbacks in the game. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. I saw that Adam Schefter put out today. That more than fifty thousand tickets were purchased by the Bills and Chiefs season ticket holders in the first twenty four hours that they were for sale in the if needed neutral site AFC championship game. <laughs> Bills fans would be seated on their side, Chiefs fans seated on their side. Okay. Okay. Well, I just look at stuff like that and it's like I'm sure they have a plan to refund fans, right? Let's say it's uh <laughs> let's say it's Jaguars Bengals. I don't think it will be, but I do think there's a good chance that it's uh, Chiefs hosting the Bengals in a rematch of last year, and I've picked the Chiefs from before week one to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm still on them as the team to get it done. Now, the team that I root for is the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not high on them. I want them to win so badly. I'm not going to lie. As we get closer to this game, I just get more and more of the feelings that I had when I was younger, when I, I used to believe When I used to think that they actually were good and could win another Super Bowl. And then I think over time I just became jaded and uh, scarred and have too many bad memories of first-round exits and just underperforming. And even in this season, I called them fraudulent all the way through. But it's the playoffs. It doesn't matter what happened in the regular season. There's history there. It's a rivalry renewed. It's taking me back to the 90s. It's taking me back when I was a kid. I have friends my age that are Niners fans because they chose the Niners in the early 90s. I have friends that are Cowboys fans because they chose the Cowboys in the early 90s. So we're turning back back the clock on late Sunday night, and I think Brock Purdy is going to turn back into a rookie at some point in this game. I think Brock Purdy is going to turn back into the kid that was almost not drafted. I heard Micah Parsons say, they've got a three-headed dragon over there. We've got to cut one of the heads off. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel. you got to stop one of them. I prefer they stop the run and put it on Purdy and then apply pressure and get to the quarterback. I mean, if the Cowboys can put together back-to-back games, I'll be shocked. Back-to-back good performances. I'm not impressed by them beating the worst team in the playoffs. I'm not impressed by them beating uh, an old Tom Brady. I call them America's team to laugh at because even though they had that game, they couldn't kick an extra point. That's laughable. Brett Maher was 6-for-6 in practice the other day, though. Of course, he's good now. But, yeah, I've got a bunch of bets on the Niners. Because if the Cowboys lose in a heartbreaker, as I really think they will, at least I'll cash on on the Niners. I have, uh, you know, some prop bets on the Niners. But, man, in in all of these games, I'm just telling you, they're unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. The Bengals going into Buffalo. I think they're going to win. But the Buffalo fans are going to be hyped up. I saw that DeMar Hamlin got little three pennants made, little charms for uh, you know his teammates to put on their necklaces. And, of course, they're going to play into that. There's a lot of emotion in there. And then this is the game that got canceled. Right? T. Higgins is going to be back on the field in Orchard Park, but it was you know the same game that we didn't see that was suspended at 7-3 and then canceled. Well, they're going to run it back, and we'll see what happens. I think the story in this game is the Bills' defensive line versus a banged-up offensive line of the Bengals. They're without two starters on the offensive line, but I got to remind you, the whole conversation last year was about Joe Burrow doesn't have a good enough offensive line. He doesn't have a good enough offensive line, and that didn't stop him. This kid is locked in. I think they like the fact that they're underdogs. I think they like the fact that they're disrespected because they're the current AFC champs still, and I think they like the fact that if they win, there isn't a— Any more talk of this neutral site. Come on, Bengals. Get back to the AFC Championship where you feel confident you can win an arrowhead because you literally did it last year. There's so much to go over, so much to talk about. Uh, I've got a few things in my notes. Uh, Baseball fans, if you care to talk about Luisa Rise, Yankees fans probably do because this trade, I feel like, affects us and Mets fans too a little bit. Uh, Luisa Rise was a Triple Crown winner. And if you remember him battling with Judge late in the season, they sat him down so his average would stay up. Well, Minnesota traded him today for Pablo Lopez. And during the trade deadline, Yankees fans thought that we might get Pablo Lopez. I think when, uh, you know, the time hit, when the buzzer hit, that trade was incomplete. I'm pretty sure I heard something like the Mariners wanted Oswald Peraza, Glaber, Torres, and, Uh, The Yankees weren't willing to do that. But I think it's interesting now that Minnesota parts ways with him. And then they get a solid arm. They need pitching. And they are literally going to move one of their superstars, Jazz Chisholm, to center field. Like, I'm I'm ready for the baseball conversations. We're we're getting close. We're getting close. And if the Giants do lose, next week is probably going to be reactions on Monday. But then we're going to start looking at the Yankees and the Mets and pitchers and catchers. And who's left out there like Jerickson Profar? Yankees fans, if you care about Jerickson Profar or if you don't, if you do want the Yankees to sign him, if you don't, call me up. I'd like to talk about that. He's better than Aaron Hicks. I think Aaron Hicks absolutely cannot even be an option. Sure, if he's still on the roster, he's going to come to camp. But I don't even want him as the fourth outfielder. Other than that, I mean, in the NBA, I already told you the Nets are on. And uh, there was a game yesterday out in Paris. Uh, the hoops are hooping um, the Knicks are on at 7 30 I'll have eyes on that they're back on the court down in Atlanta and like I said the Nets are on at nine you've got me until then so I've got about two hours please call me up at 877-337-6666 my name's Keith McPherson I'll be taking your calls right after this and I'm Keith McPherson back on the fan what's up so quickly here all the talk about Going down to Philly and how obnoxious their fans are. I think New York fans forget that Yankees fans get a terrible rap. Like nationally, people talk about Yankees fans as the worst fan base, period. From what the bleacher creatures say, shout out to the gang in 203. What you know, what we yell at the outfielders to if you remember the Guardians first time coming to Yankee Stadium last year, beer being thrown on the field. I have been in Yankee Stadium for so many games and seen reckless behavior. Like, nothing phases me, honestly. And sure, I'm on that side, right? I'm not a visiting fan, but I've seen visiting fans be disrespected, punched, thrown stuff at, beer thrown on. I guess as part of it, it's an enter at your own risk type of thing. But one thing I will say is Yankee Stadium security is on top of that. I don't know what the security is like at Lincoln Financial Field. Yankee Stadium is on top of Protecting people in opposing jerseys. And, you know, I was in Yankee Stadium one time. I think it was actually the postseason in 2019. And uh, I don't know what happened, but people were celebrating and a random dude decided that he was going to um, like tap me on the head. I don't know. He was like high fiving people and I feel like a tap on my head. So uh, everybody had been drinking, whatever. I turn around, I push the guy and he pushes me back. But then I immediately thought to myself, and obviously this is before I was in the media or, or on the radio or doing anything, I'm like, this is Yankee Stadium. If you fight in here, you're going to jail right across the street and you're never allowed to come back. Good chance that like if you actually throw a punch and someone sees you, you're leaving in handcuffs, you're spending the night in the court, and like you don't want to be doing that. So I, I thought better. I thought better. And I hope people do think better when they're going down there to Philly. No one wants to get into any type of Altercations, but you're not in the street. It's not going to be a street fight. There is security. There are other civilians around. It's not going to get too out of control. So have no fear. Go enjoy yourself. Go down there and do your thing. Now, of course, there's always some idiots that mess it up for people. And it seems like Philadelphia has so many of them, but there are cameras and uh, you can press charges. And if it actually gets to that level, you know, people, there are good people that'll step in. I think we spent a lot of time this week hyping up. Philadelphia, as if they're big and bad, as if they're bigger and badder than New York, than the Bronx? Nah, <laughs> nah, I don't I don't think so, and, you know, I heard uh, Craig and Evan talking about fighting, and, you know, the thing is, there's, there's people that have been in fights, there's people that have never been in a fight, you know, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth, you know, me, I've obviously been in a ton of fights, and uh, I'm not proud of it, but I grew up playing football, and I just grew up uh, in a time before cell phones, And grew up in a place where you kind of had to just knuckle up at times. I really only remember losing like one fight, maybe one and a half. But my last fight, I'll always remember. Because I ended up sitting at a table with the prosecutor and the guy that I fought with. And the prosecutor said, you guys are idiots. He's like, you ever hear UFC? And we're like, yeah, of course. And he's like, well, they pay those guys to fight. You guys are so dumb. You're going to pay us for fighting. And then I owed them two thousand dollars, and I never got into a scrap like that again. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.